You get a haircut? No, I used conditioner this morning. I guess I mean if you want to take the the positive spin on you looking generic, you're looking tidy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like recording a, from bed. You got like a clean, pressed shirt. You got that haircut. You're freshly shaved, so you're either looking generic or tidy. It depends if we want to get you angry or not, but more on getting you angry later. I don't know if this is even in the episode, but uh, but I'll get started while Tani eats this soup. That's a, LC- that's a yeah, new LCQ. substance for you. LCQ, what kind of soup am I under the influence of this week? Um, I guess it, it's clearly some kind of vegetable soup. I'm going to say squash because of, uh, of Thanksgiving. It's a solid guess, especially looking closely at the color mm-hmm. here, but no. Uh, think biblical. More on that later. Sick sick projection uh to something i have going on that is joey <laughs> what we call in the business a tease so i'll formally guess lentil while we're waiting for jason it is lentil and red lentil at that like i said biblical but you shout have out the to hair- gabe shout out to the hairy man of of fur you it's have two the weeks hair in a row that's two weeks in a row we talk about asaf you have the hair color of asaf but you have the as Jason pointed out in your beard growing capacity, you have the hairiness of Yaakov. So unclear whose side of the lentil soup you're on. I mean, I'm not necessarily like super duper, like Jason is, I'd say more Jacob-like in his facial hair okay. than me. I think I've said this on the pod. I don't think that's true. I think I said this on the pod before, but to get a concept of how hairy Asaf was, his arms, which are not a particularly hairy part of your body, had the same hair thickness of the torso of a lamb. His arms were literally covered in wool. That's how hairy he was. Nobody in Kafufu can compete with that. Even people Wouldn't like, a goat? We'll have to check. But either way, it's still far hairier than a human's arm. Can confirm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Frankly, it's hairier than a human's head. It's coarser. I, I don't know about hairier, but it's definitely more coarse. You have to dig more to get to the, the skin of a goat I think it's, than you do to get to it's a human's clear that. Yitzchak should not have been fooled by that. <laughs> I mean, he, was, he was famously senile during that whole exchange. Right. He Like, he has to be, because, I mean, the, there's the whole, like, daredevil kind of thing where, like, you go blind and then your other senses get better. Well, that's Clearly, actually... Hearing sucks. His taste is... Not taste. Taste isn't great. Oh, that's his actually smell something isn't interesting. Great, like, that's something interesting. That story actually calls upon all five human senses. Oh, it was on... Right. It was on the um the blackout Wednesday call that you brought this up recently. It was not a Kumfofo episode. Oh, fine. I mean, it's all the same. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> all right. And with Every that, Zoom call looks like really, Kumfofo to me. <laughs> the firmness of this conversation really throws off what my Rahim Habaim was. But um, with that, bring it on, dude. Rahim Habaim to the Kumfofo podcast, the only podcast where everything's made up and the points don't matter, just like hey. Sakhar and Olam Haba. <laughs> I'm with my host, Tony Levitt. <laughs> And our guest, the commissioner, the treasurer, Jason Svikarden. How are you guys doing? I'm great. I come bringing you stories. Baruch Hashem. Good oh, job. Nice. Good job. <laughs> yeah, I want, I want to start there, actually. So so my parents bumped into um, Panina and Jacob Licht, Erev Shabbos last week, uh, and discovered that the Lichts are in a bubble with our down-the-street neighbor, Debbie. And they were having dinner. How are you discovering there. this now? Like... I've been in your house like once or twice and the lifts have walked past both times during quarantine. 
But I, I think the, the, the bubbling with Debbie is fairly recent. But the point of the story is my parents invited the Lichts to sit in our back porch with us and have drinks after their dinner at Debbie's on Friday night. So the Lichts were over and it was a good time because Jacob Licht has great stories, guys. So much so that I was this close to inviting him on and titling the episode The Lost Prince of Kemp Mill. That's how good the tent was on Friday night. <laughs> He's always welcome. Honestly, it's... It's a distinct possibility that Jacob Licht is going to come on in, in the future. Let Listen, Tony, here. your off-season's already started, so you have nothing but weeks to do non confuffle related content to fulfill the confuffle podcast. It's really true, and I was actually waiting for you guys to call me out today like Adin did, under, like, under the category of what do you do? Like, uh, you said, can you make an agenda? And I was like, not for another five hours. I'm very busy. I was like, ready for you guys to say, like, don't you not have a job? Like, but I'm actually relatively busy. Baruch Hashem. You know, I don't want to be idle. That's uh, not Hashem's way. So uh, Hashem to famously fill. hates idols. Also, you kind of got in front of that by telling us you had back-to-back-to-back doctor appointments. It was a very busy afternoon. I'll tell you that much. Good use of back-to-back regarding his doctor appointments, Jason. Uh. Oh, yeah. It is, it, that, that's actually why I'm podcasting from this uh, from this bed, because my back is not happy. But anyway. Yeah, Pip. I know, dude. It really is, Nikia Bib. The point of the story is, Jacob Lich tells me that he and his buddies used to go, <laughs> used to go, <laughs> used to go to this kosher deli. I don't even remember where the fuck where, and they would get the same old old man as their waiter, and he would go up to them and say, "Boys, my colitis, it's terrible." And they'd be like, What's, what, what do you mean? Your colitis is terrible. He's like, my balls. Every time I walk, they collide us into each other. Uh, oh, dear. <laughs> it's just so good. And so with that, I mean, this episode is obviously Ilwi Nishmat, that butcher. Um, it's not a butcher. It's a waiter. That's the crazy oh. part. This is a man old enough to be making that joke with still waiting tables at a fucking kosher place, a kosher deli. Only at the kosher places. And while we're at it, could we also be Ilwi Nishmat, the, nish- uh, the nut house man? What nut house man? What? The, the, the nut house man. What are you talking You're about? Talking the to guy who people. died several years ago? Yeah. You're talking to two people who are famously in the division of people who do not care for nut house. If you're a KMS attendee, you know the nut house man and you know he's legendary. Yeah, I Harry. literally know neither of those things. He's talking about Harry. Who's Harry? He was the old, uh, I mean, I can only describe him as the old nuthouse guy, but he was like a, like a really old looking guy. He had like uh, like some of those surgical patches on a lot. He's the man who the first thing he ever said to me was um, eighth grade, my first Yom Kippur at KMS. So I was just walking around and I was walking into the sanctuary and he like stopped me and said, when I was young, we call those kinds of shoes you're wearing, the kinds that make all those noise, we call them cloppers. <laughs> That's a similarly good story. <laughs> I'm, I'm Honestly, I'm going to keep most of the, the Kent Mill tent from Jacob because now I feel like I have to. Because the Lost Prince of Kent Mill is such a good episode name. I've been is Lost Prince like something that you dubbed him or is it related yes. to his tent? All the above. It's basically okay. because he's lived in Kent Mill since like 1970-something. And like people don't know. And he's holding. He's really holding. But <laughs> the other the other one that I, I couldn't let get past this episode was, did you guys know that at one point in the 80s, a principal of Berman Hebrew Academy was on the FBI's top 10 most wanted list? What? For what? Obviously for diddling children. That's no good. Top 10, though? 
top 10. But the story gets crazier. I'm so glad you asked. Let me fill you in. So basically, this was a, a, a not Jewish guy, never met. Who was the principal of Berman? Yeah, it was, he was like the English principal. They still did that at the time. So anyway, he, um, in his spare time, did Big Brother, Big Sister and was inappropriate with the little brothers, which is uh, obviously awful and unfortunate. And he was caught and they, the cops tried to arrest him and he went on the lam. And for 10 days, he was running from the cops. And that was when he was on the FBI's most wanted list. But then when they catch him and arrest him on some like absurd... No, oh, that reminds me of the third piece of Amazing 10. Great. Oh, my God, Joey. This is why I should put okay. it in the agenda. Just focus for a second. You're the one who focus. needs to focus. I'm telling you. And your, I'm you, and you, you and you're under the influence of lentil soup. Listen up. I was looking straight at my own face when I said that in the Zoom. So when they caught him, it was discovered that he had done this three times before. Well, that's no good. And he faked his own death to avoid jail time and had two different identities before going to work at Berman and somehow had two jobs under this new identity before he got to Berman. And because it was the eighties, they just called that job and they were like, yeah, you did a pretty decent job. So they gave him the job at Berman and then this whole story happened. Okay. So shout at the biggest shout at in Confuffle history. to this guy. Yeah. It really makes uh, (laughs) Tibor's kosher meats look like nothing right there. (laughs) T-Wars kosher meat, honestly, all of that was kosher. <laughs> well, Jason, with what certainty would you say that all meat at T-Wars kosher meats is kosher? I mean, are you defining meat as things that they are selling, or are you counting like the human beings shopping in the store as meat? The, things that the they meat they are selling. Dumbass. Would yeah. you say with 99.9% certainty that everything they sell is literally kosher? I mean... To the to the extent that we define kosher as an orthodox institution, yeah, you're being whatever. Really boring yeah. right now. Uh, would you say with ninety nine point nine percent certainty that all the drugs that they sold out of Tibor's meat were just weed? No. Ooh. <laughs> with ninety percent certainty. No. Seventy five percent certainty. No. Just ask wow. Jason. What's your certainty? <laughs> uh, based on what I've heard, I think. It's probably like maybe twenty five percent certainty that it was just weed. So, so what's the breakdown by drug? I'm not bucky enough to know that. I could look into it, please. Let us know in the Slack. Emailer gmail dot com. If you're part of the Patreon and you're not in the Slack, uh, you you know contribute to the Patreon and we'll, we'll fill you in through the back channels. Also, Yakov, Yakov, uh, nonchalantly throw out a sobadler at gmail dot com in the Slack. So, email him too. <laughs> yeah. So the okay. other wait, wait. The other last piece of confuffle tent that the Lost Prince of Kentmill brought me, or or or, or brought to the uh, to the fore, and apparently everybody in the conversation but me knew this. So there was a guy early on, er, early on in COVID who was stealing lawn signs across Kentmill and punishing the people whose uh, left leaning signs he was stealing by putting Trump bumper stickers on their cars. Yep. He was recently arrested. Uh, on 22 counts of like property theft and vandalism or some shit. And it was a 35-year-old from man who davens at Shomrei. His father is the rabbi of the Sephardic Minyan. All right. I, I, I always, knew it was a Shomrei guy. I have no I take on that. Know. No, but my take, and 
this this is where it gets interesting. Or it's not where it gets interesting. It's just a, a nice little wrap up. You know where he's going to be after he finishes up his uh his um is you know community service or whatever you get for like 22 counts of stealing signs off of people's lawns. The English Crans. Obviously Crans. Thank you Jason. Exactly <laughs> the right answer. Crans. He's going to be welcomed with open arms into that bizarre community of theirs and he's going to have the seat right next to Barry Frendel. Another shout at. I might yeah. have to I don't know I don't know who gets the bigger shout at. I, I think I've deals. We'll make a Mount Rushmore of comfortable shout ats. Well, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean one of them has to be Kravitz just for the bit. No, we're not comparing <laughs> Kravitz to people that we have commit to stay on sexual brand, crimes. You're very right, but we also have to stay on brand. All right. Um, any more good those jobs? Three, Jason, those are my three Jason, good you got any good jobs? Uh, nah, nothing specific. I'll give a good Shabbos to Cleveland because that's where my past two Shabboses have been. And were they good Jabbos? They were good Shabboses. Yeah, right. good time. Can I tell you guys one more thing? That colitis joke fucking kills me every time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is going to be a long episode. I'm just telling you guys now. Oh, can't wait. Jason, Jason, what's the deal with you and Adine? Yeah. And I uh, say that as someone else who has a mysterious relationship with Adine. <laughs> no, so we, we met back in high school and, uh, you know, recently rekindled our relationship. And uh, we've been going steady for a couple months now. Um, been seeing each other every, you know, a couple of weeks or so. We obviously, there's the the long distance and the the COVID and everything, but uh, so far it's been going pretty well. Man, I like it really sounds like I you're like describing you my relationship answer. with my lady. No, it sounds like he's describing a dean's relationship with Gabby. More on that later. No, hey. if it was a dean's relationship with Gabby, I would be talking about the ring shopping I was doing last week. <laughs> okay, and, and like the carnal video sex. Okay, okay, buddy, okay. Tani's in, a, Tani's in a zone today, guys. I'll probably Tani's, cut that. Tani's playing Joey. I'm playing Tani. Honestly, that's a really good bit. We should do that for Perm one year. All right. I can't look as tidy as you look right now. Yeah, um, that's part of your character. Jason, walk us through the pseudo cow. So basically, um, so for some, for some backwards context, so a lot of the collaborations, like the LFFMKs that you've been seeing, uh, as as was pointed out by Dean on the podcast, they're they're joint collaborations. The personality quiz, the personality quiz. Yeah, I spent I spent a couple hours on uh, teams with a Dean, like calibrating all the questions for that. Yeah, okay. A Dean's yeah. been a bit of a credit hog. Then I didn't know you were so involved. Well, so I mean, as as I inadvertently exposed last week, the the idea was a Dean would take the credit. I didn't need the credit, which is a funny a Dean type move, but also that freed me up to goad you. Into trying harder for the elf. But I exposed your whole plot. Yeah, but by that point, it had been a couple weeks. I think that's still some <laughs> impressive detective work that I, I, I exposed your whole plot. I mean, if I just listened to the podcast, I never would have been caught. That's what <laughs> I get for falling behind on Confuffle. For sure. That for is sure. right. But yeah, so it's uh, it's collaborative. And I think there's the same deal with the pseudo cat, where it's normally like, so normally a dean's the one who comes up with an idea and then we like brainstorm together to make it into what it is. I think I didn't how, come up with the idea of how credible is pseudo cow. And do you think it could trick the people who work at Tibor's butcher in Cleveland into thinking it's a real cow that they would then sell the meat at their store? I was Very credible. A pseudo cow, but you're so confident. Tibor says nothing but Mahadrin glot kosher meat. Cleveland's um, from guys. Cleveland's very from that. We know that's if you want to know more about Cleveland's fruitness, listen to the grand podcast. But uh, going on with the pseudo cow. 
Yeah, so like Adin came up with the idea for uh, for like a Sudoku, and then I said, "But what if we made every single column a power ranking?" And then we went from there. It took a lot, so we uh, we filled it out. We posted it as the uh, the Sudokal, which you Joey uh, solved last week, or thought you solved. I you solved it and then solved it, but I didn't solve it. Yeah, you didn't realize <laughs> the next step. <laughs> There's no way to realize the next step. <laughs> can, can I tell you guys? I literally have no idea what's flying right now. I just totally zoned out in the pseudo cow. As soon as I saw that there was like a Sudoku, uh, a Sudowoodo and a cow emoji, I was like, I'm out on this. This makes no sense. All right. Well, to tell Tani, who's apparently just like the rest of the audience and not having a real stake in Confuffle, just like he doesn't have an actual stake in the fantasy league anymore. I'm literally um, the winningest team in history. You literally have one of the worst teams of all time. More on that later. So, um, Adin posted a Sudoku that was 10 by 10. And then instead of numbers, it was 10 by 10 with members of Confuffle. So, you had to fill it out and get all the members of Confuffle. And then it turned out each column that was 10 by 10 was a different power ranking. So, one of them was first to 10th, who does Sarah Adler like the most? And one was first to 10th, um, whose father is most likely to show up a KMS main minion? Um, the rankings were not perfect. Yeah, but I <laughs> some mean, of them weren't even plausible. One of them was just the randomizer. Even the awesome were even the yeah, awesome. Yeah, of course it was the randomizer. It was Elephant from K Content. <laughs> but the randomizer is really one of the best characters in all of, in all of Confuffle. We could not have a randomizer column, <laughs> but also like it helped the randomizer we were... podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's very much um in. This episode of South Park making fun of Family Guy, and they claim that every plot, every joke in Family Guy is a bunch of manatees. That's um, a good and, episode. And they have a tank full of balls, and each ball has a different noun. And they put the balls together, and every three nouns, that's a joke in Family Guy. So it'll just be like Mr. T getting a cup of tea with Muhammad. And like, that's a Family Guy joke. So that's very much what the LFFMK is. You just take random nouns, put them together with a randomizer, and then you spit out tremendous content. <laughs> <laughs> The same way Family Guy has been one of the most successful animated sitcoms on TV for the past 20 or so years, so too LFFMK has really utilized the, the randomizer. It's like there's two ways to be good at archery, right? Like either you draw a target and then you shoot, you're very good at shooting arrows, you shoot arrows right at the target, or you're terrible at shooting arrows, you shoot arrows, and you draw a target around the arrows. And it's that's kind of really, what LFFMK is doing. It's a really uh, Yitzhak Avino heavy um, episode with archery. Also, you say archery like you have to get on target. What the hell is with darts where you're not supposed to aim for the middle? Shout at doesn't, darts. Doesn't the middle give you the most points? No. No, it's like the little rings around give you like, points. But like the closer you get to the middle, the more points you get. Yeah, but that's because they're like the tiny little squares. You the, get middle, yeah. the middle is not a particularly good space in darts. But you want to get closer to the middle even within each pie slice, right? We'll look at a dartboard after, and we'll look up what the animal <laughs> that um, Yitzhak Avinu was fed by Yaakov later. But yeah, sh- shout out to the pseudo cow. Do we have any more uh, tent on that? Where did I rank on uh, Kumfufu members liked by uh, Sarah? You were like six or seven. What the fuck? She calls me bro town. No way I'm that low. I was 10th, Tani. Yeah, of course you were 10th. I mean, of course I was 10th. I'm affable. I'm affable. We, even, shit, damn we it. even discussed that if Sarah Adler were to make the rankings, she would take pleasure in ranking you 10th. That's hurtful. That's hurtful. All right. It's on um, brand, but not accurate. Can we, can we talk about Tani's team for a little? Yeah. Uh, a little. We can talk about Tani's team a lot. Well, there's very little to talk about. It's barely a team. So but there's a lot of ways in which it is barely a team. Um, Tani's team is not just bad, it is not just the worst team in the league by points for. 
historically, if you take HCQ, if you're looking at the, the agenda, LCQ, if you're not looking at the agenda, how many teams adjusted for inflation have had both a mean and a median below 105 points for the season? Eight. Zero. The answer is eight. <laughs> Three of them are Adine. Two of them are Jesse. And now one of them is Tani. This is, this is not good. By all the metrics that By all the matter, metrics, you have one of the worst this, eight teams of all time. I mean, like, yeah, it's been really rough. It's been <laughs> really, really rough. It's not fun to do fantasy right now. Um, <laughs> it has been I, very I fun that, to do fantasy right I, now. I, I mean, yeah, you're in a really good spot, Jason. But I also enjoy that. Like if I, I post- do think that I've played a very good season, which is what's most frustrating about this. Literally, aside from the Le'Veon Bell pick, like I don't think I regret a single move I made this season, and my team has still let me down. And uh, maybe I you should I've- start regretting them a little bit more. Well, Joey, I think I'm pretty sure that I have had somewhere between six and eight running backs who were either on opening day supposed to be a starter. Everyone in football has. Jason, how many weeks have you gone without Joe Mixon? Oh, uh, like six. Out for the year. Joey, how many weeks have you gone without um, Raheem Mostert? How many weeks did Ronald Jones get Leonard Fournette signed in front of him the day after keepers are kept? I didn't do? say. I didn't say any of those things that are difficult about fantasy. I said out for the year. Listen, man. Everyone's gone through hardships. Everyone's Five. Gone- everyone's carried through only you have been historically bad this year. Can we also, I want to, I want to pause for a second to address the, uh, the trade proposal that Tani offered to me a couple of weeks, the, the one you offered me a couple of weeks back, the Open three for the one. Hotel? Uh, I, honestly, I'd rather not Jason, just <laughs> if, if you honestly, if you don't mind, because like that is a trade and strategy that I'd like to keep. To, okay. I will not, without disclosing names, I will say that I am, very confident and very comfortable that I made the right decision to decline. I will I say that- I can infer that it was three guys for Tyree Kill, and I am confident saying Tyree Kill scored more points than those three guys combined last week. All year. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> last week versus all year. I don't think that's actually accurate. but That is not. Accurate. It feels really accurate. <laughs> Damn, Tyree Kill dropping 50. That was a hell of a 4 o'clock window. Yeah, and that was really that was really something, and um, I don't know. Maybe I would have Ezra beat you because then he wouldn't be as trying so hard this week. But more on playoff scenarios in a second. Um, I mean, in terms of in terms of how much you've gotten out of that trade, that has to be one of the best trades in league history, Jason. Tyreek Hill for Jordan Howard, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Fine. <laughs> I know how the rest of the league feels about throwing Galladay into that uh, Zeke for Chubb trade. I still can't believe Galladay was thrown into that Zeke for Chubb trade. I, I still mean, can't I believe st- Galladay hasn't played a game this year, Tani, before you complained about your running backs. Um. Anyway, moving on. Um, wait, can we, wait, before we before we move on, can we just address the comedy of my team from last week? Like how absurdly bad it was? Derek Carr had more negative points <laughs> from turnovers then, like, I think he ended with less than half a point. Oh, point six. It was so bad. More than half a point, Tani. Give yourself some credit. No, it's not about me. It's about Derek Carr. That was such a bad game. Tani, oh by God. the end of day Sunday, eight of your guys had played and combined did not score as much as Tyreek Hill. 
Oh it was not oh a good Sunday. It was like it was laughable. I had like all they these were guys laughing. out. I I was, and then then all three quarterbacks in Denver out. So there goes Judy as a potential fill in. Uh, T Higgins quarterback breaks his ankle. Uh, Deontay Johnson's probably not going to end up playing. Uh, and uh, and then, out. He's playing. They're playing. already in. They're in Pittsburgh. I, I honestly don't think this game is going to happen. But who cares? And and then Derek Carr, who's ranked eighth for all of the CBS guys. So I was like, okay, they're they're my you guys. You can't trust the CBS guys. If I trust the CBS guys, I would have started Edwards Elaire over Nicky Gines. Look, I did I did what I had to do, and it just it just really was a diarrhea in my ear. It's also um, what I enjoy about the Schadenfreude of Ty's team doing poorly. Like I am very involved in creating these intricate stats all the time, like saying like. Oh, if this happens, this happens. This is how everything's done. The history of football, blah, blah, blah. And like, maybe I'll get a couple comments and uh, one or two emojis. All I did for this <laughs> most recent time was posted, Tani is last in the league in scoring. <laughs> and everyone jumped all over it. <laughs> it's digestible and we like to hear it. Am I the most polarizing league member still? You're not polarizing. There's nothing Clearly polarizing. just despises you. Oh, that also brings me to another point, going back to the Adin tent. Has he overtaken Ezra? as the darling of the league. No. Ezra's the darling of the league. Uh, Adin's no. up there. Adin's, Adin's definitely, a fascination. Adin's Adin definitely the darling in my eyes. I think we're, we're really seeing what like a, a fully or at least mostly engaged Dean is looking like. I mean, what do you mean? This isn't fully. <laughs> this is, if this isn't fully, I'm afraid to see what hundred percent is. As soon as he and Gabby get back together, he's going to lock the fuck in. <laughs> And then when he goes through, when he has his first kid, like Gavi did and, um, when Jerry was born, uh, Dean will be on top of it. Like he's on top of 3 billion women a year. All right. Um, so moving on. Uh, the reason we had Jason on is because there's a lot of commissioner drama, I would say, this week. Um, Jason got uppity. I'm not even going to lie. I kind of felt like you were pretty uppity involved. About what? Uppity in terms of what? He was uppity about the one. trade last week, but not yeah. about the COVID stuff. I had him on the COVID stuff. I, I think I very, very publicly and quickly upon conversation with uh, with Gavi, with Ezra, with uh, with Mark, I think I, I very much admitted that I overreacted to the trade. Good. And took that back. I think I was very, very upfront that it was it was not a thought-through reaction. Shout-outs to you. Well, now you've apologized to the whole internet, and we appreciate it. Um, But... Um, based on the COVID drama, there there was a lot of stuff that happened. A lot of it fell under the Spencer Ware rule. A lot of it happened with um, the start sits for the Ravens game. So I guess we'll start with the Shabbos news and Spencer Ware rule. We definitely need like a codified link that's either pinned or separate. That's like a link that you can get to. I think separate. So I, I had this thought because I know a lot of it came up in a lot of questions on precedent, exact language, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, inspired by uh, Shraggy Bomzer, what I'm going to do, hopefully, with my uh, incoming three weeks of vacation in December is actually put this all in a Google Doc and share it so that we can have like an actual Kumfuffle rule book and uh, have that to reference. All right. And we're definitely happy to help. Um, you shouldn't have to share oh, yeah. all of that. It'll, it'll be, I mean, not open source in the sense that everyone can edit, but definitely I, I welcome uh, collaboration to make sure that I'm not missing anything and that you guys are covering everything that should be covered in there. And then a shout at Tatani, because I definitely remember earlier in the year when we had the, 
I forget which Titans game was the drama um, last time, um, where it was Yumtov, and we had to like make that extending rule where if you had a player, um, and you had to set it before Yumtov, and blah 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 blah. Um, Tani voted no, and like I pressed him saying like why no, and Tani gave like oh rah 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 rah, um, you shouldn't be allowed to like uh, navigate for COVID, blah blah blah. It is what it is. And then this time when like Tani clearly benefits by being able to tentatively start a stealer, Tani votes yes. So shout out to you. Whatever. You can't win them all. <laughs> a different scenario. I mean, like, really, you know, where I'm coming from within and I, I, I like to think I did a good job with the Saturday night and Sunday morning and managing it and keeping everyone happy. But, like, yeah. really what it comes down to getting kind of philosophical is, like, my role in this league right now, like, obviously I want to win a championship that is, you know, a, a top goal. But, like... Before you have a child. Before I have... Ideally before I have a child because I don't plan on having a child in the next month and a half. Um... But really, like, my number one goal entering each year uh, is to make sure that everyone stays happy and comes back for the following year, right? Yeah. Like, Are you sure you're not planning to be a father? That's a real tacky kind of attitude. I'm a commissioner. I have, I'm an elected official. I have responsibilities, man. You were not elected. You were handpicked by Gabe, and he passed it on to you without consulting any of the rest of us. Okay, so maybe it's more of like a monarchy kind of model. Is that Should what we're we saying? start booing you at the draft? I would love yes. that. You okay. should have been doing me at the draft years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great, Kent. Um, but yeah, I guess it is a monarchy model. So I was, um, let, me, let me just say it like this, I guess I have a divinely invested authority uh, that I was appointed to be the the Kumfufu commissioner. And with that in mind, like I don't want to see us go the way the Shore League went or anything like that, where they fall apart due to infighting. Did the so, show they fall apart? Oh, yeah, they collapsed. Daniel's oh, got the rundown, but it was a whole... Uh, shout out to them. People I started got a, wondering why they never reached out to me this year. I was very yeah. confused. People got offensive. People got offended. I think the Shores just said, you know what? Done. It folded. That's what they did with the Baseball League, because it was uh, too much of a hassle for them. Now Ben Shores in our Baseball League. That's why oh, Ben nice. Shores in our Baseball League? Yeah. Because... Hey, okay, okay. So, so if that's the standard, I don't know how Shraggy Bombs are going to say we're merely a 94th percentile league. <laughs> if, I thought the Shore League was a good league. Daniel's always saying, like, oh, why don't we have two quarterbacks like the Shore League? So if they're above 50th percentile, they can't even survive this long. We're well above 94th. Do you think we're more likely to go two quarterbacks or two defenses? Two I don't know. Guys. Can we focus on killing that other league that was in the Atlantic, those bastards? Oh, my God. Who do they think they are? Assholes. Every one of them. The NC State's jerks. like the fifth best school in that state. Uh, they have a flag. Like uh, the, the flag's pretty solid. We have a podcast with multiple logos that you drew, asshole. We have a yeah, commemorative but... season eight logo. Yeah. We do. do they have commemorative logos? I don't think so. If we wanted to print the Kumfuffa logo on a flag, we could do that. We have stickers. We have a trophy. We have an ass cast. We have a podcast with over 65 episodes of inventory. We have, we a have slap- another podcast. With yeah, we have, a, three we have a whole fucking podcast network, which just, by the way, got new entry. Now that I'm fun employed, I'm doing a college basketball show that I've absolutely. You're under for. our umbrella. Absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> dude. Absolutely. Oh, my God. We literally had a real life uh, flag football league run under the auspices of this fantasy football league. The timeline's a bit confusing. I'd, I'd like don't, this don't to be how, like, I, Best Rath Hashem, your podcast will... Um, grow and have sustained success and i like it to be that you're you're still under us the same way like time warner is still under aol and just yeah. like <laughs> yeah like the, the tiny love college basketball show brought to you by come 
Um, I, th- I think that would be an excellent. That'd be so funny if it had well, like did you, you know, know million listeners a week. I've been doing this this show every morning uh, since I started, and every single day in the tradition of Confuffle, I've been doing fake ads. Have you? Yeah, I'll, start, well, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to them tomorrow. It's, it's, it's basically a different version of the uh, tomorrow. It's going to come out a bit late because I'm recording in the morning, but I'm behind. Uh, it's you are. Uh, it's it's a different version of the same ad. Um, all of the Locked On podcasts are sponsored by Built Bar, so I've been doing ads for generic granola bar. All right, I support that. And I also did ever since I, I started uh, putting some wagers on uh, college basketball games. I started uh, promoting my favorite place to bet online. Dot xyz. <laughs> this is also a good website. Uh, Speaking of now. wagers on games, we all agree that Doug Peterson bet on the Eagles to to beat the spread, right? And Doug Whoa. Peterson's just on crack. Is that a real conspiracy? The the line was six and a half. I know that. I know that. Part. And he went, he went for two. Yeah. Nice. Everything with Doug Peterson's a conspiracy. How do you beat the Pats in the Super Bowl? It makes no sense. Shout out to Pete Rose. I'm perfectly fine with betting on your own team. Yeah, I think betting against your own team is certainly more problematic. Shout at to Paul Crew. That's the quarterback for the longest yard. Um, right, do, you have, do you have anything more with um, the COVID rules you want to talk about, Jason? No, I mean, nothing specific. I think the, the main thing I wanted to say was just the, the, the goal is to keep everyone happy. I, I'd like to think I did a good job of that. Everyone definitely seemed happy. And uh, you, you know how you made me happy, Jason? You didn't laugh at me when I tried to place a $3 bid on Benny Snell. <laughs> That's my favorite part of waivers right now. I have $3 left. Everyone beats me on every player. of. No, you of miss relevance. 100% of the shots you don't take. I completely support that. No, I, I know, but it's just like Jason didn't. Jason didn't make fun of me, and that was very kind because uh, <laughs> I've needed kindness this fantasy season. I I didn't expect to win um, Hinton with seven dollars. Apparently, I won by a bunch. So a dean messaged me, points. and I, I I'm I'm okay disclosing this now. A dean messaged me and said, "Put my entire budget on Hinton. I really want him." And I said, "Great. What's your budget?" He said, zero. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's still more than a dollar for every point Hinton scored. Yeah, he would have been a terrible play. I, st- I, I think I still would have won if I started him. Yeah, but also you dropped him halfway through the fantasy week. So. Right, and it would really hurt me in the playoff race with Yakov. Um, how did, how did what's-his-name Hill do? He probably sucked also. Taysom? He did no, decently because he, he, he rushed he gets, two touchdowns. Yeah, he gets two rushing touchdowns a game. Oh, I could have used him. Daniel well, Adam. You, you could have used No, Daniel didn't anybody. have him. Joey put him on waivers. No, Daniel, Daniel had him. Daniel oh, Brian him. Hill. Brian Hill had a bad game. He had like four No, Taysom. I was talking about Brian. Uh, it's too many hills. You know, this week in the NFL, there were three different players named T. Hill who scored a touchdown. More on players' names later. Um, but I, I did notice that Tyreek Hill and Taysom Hill the same name. And then who's the third one? It was some guy? guy on like Buffalo or somewhere random like that. Fuck uh, shout out to Buffalo and giving Cole Beasley my passing touchdowns. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on with the run of the mill uh, playoff scenarios. Aitani, you've been drifting in and out all episode. There's no reason for you to pay attention now since you're completely well, that's not true. Out of the the weirdest part is, is technically- not mathematically eliminated. Right? Yeah, I'm not math. Like, and the crazy thing is it literally only two things have to happen. Yakov has out- to lose and I have to outscore him by 90. And, and you have to like, win. If yeah, outscore I mean, him if by, I'm outscoring Yakov by 90, if, I'm pretty if, comfortable. If current Kvuffel projections score, you have to outscore him by 101 points. All right, but um, let's, we did this game earlier with playoff odds um, at the beginning of the season, but now we'll do it with playoff scenario odds. So, Jason, 
Last time we did playoff odds, I was so sure I was going to be in the playoffs. Remember when I was five and two? I you and Ezra really, both. I remember when you were one of the eight worst teams in football history. <laughs> Not sure I remember anything else. But so, the best part is I, I can't finish in last place. So that's fine. Honey, this is finishing in last place when you're one of the worst eight teams in football history. That's one team per year. No, but like, here's the thing. You know, it's fantasy football. So, and the, by the way, we measure our league. Points for don't actually matter. The Sacco, the Sacco tournament will be based on the, the the consolation tournament, and you are likely to finish in tenth place because your past five like, weeks have been the worst five weeks in Google matter. history. Well, yeah, they will matter doesn't. more on that later. Um, anyway, do do? it should be it should be regular season for the Sacco punishment. Nah, it should, it Jason, Jason has a good point, which I will give him the floor to say of why it should be consolation. Because we don't give the trophy to the guy who comes in first place regular season. I thought that the reason was it prevents tanking all season for like the yeah, playoffs. Also that also. It, it keeps, if one of the goals of, of the Sacco is to def, you know, defray tanking, then that's the way to do it is to not have your season end after, you know, we don't have a tanking problem start. in this league. Debatable, but it's always good to ensure against it. And Saccos are fun. Um, especially if we have the Sacco punishments that we tentatively have. I'm, I'm in on all of that. I just think that like a sackle punishment is earned and a playoff like is earned, but like all the bad teams in a tournament at the end, that doesn't, that doesn't do it for me. I mean, you don't you get the 10th least... place prize for losing the, for winning the consolation tournament. You get it for no, losing. I understand. The I understand. But like, who cares? Like, I don't know. First among losers is really not like particularly compelling to me. It's last among losers. Last among no, but losers. in other words, no, but you, you guys are missing the point of what I'm trying to say here. We get the point, and the point is that Kofofo is not a regular season sport. If it were, you would have been champion last year. You know it's a regular season sport? What's the regular season sport? Soccer. Soccer. Ah, good answer, good answer. All right, uh, so let's run through playoff scenarios. Everyone give your... Um, but to be clear, soccer doesn't have uh, losers tournaments that matter. They just send the bad teams down They have third place games. But that's only in like stupid one-off tournaments. Like they don't have that in the Champions but League. But it's all which is stupid President's Trophy stuff. Oh, Jason, you switched not really. to animals. But oh. not really, Jason, because they have the Champions League. Oh, you're a mink now. Very luxurious. All right. Um, so, Jason, I, I, I did these quick and dirty, so I might have gotten them wrong, and they're based on the current Kevin bars. Uh, but Jason gets a bye week with a win, or if he loses, and leave loses, or if he loses... Um, and Jesse outscores, and Jesse and Leave, uh, or Jesse loses and Leave score outscores Jason by forty-one or fewer. So you're in pretty good shape. Arguably the best shape. Right. Well, Leave's probably in the best shape in Kumfuffel. Um, but what would you say? More your or less than a Dean. I think it's just that Leave's in better shape than a Dean. Um, yeah. Oh, Gavi. Wait, Gavi. Mm. Gavi's in the best shape in Kumfuffel. All right. Anyway. Um, Jason, what would you say your bye week gods are? I mean, given that I played Tani this week, I, I mean, I don't want to get too dive a dick, but like, they've got to be at least uh, 80%. I put you in the 90s. Tani, what do you, what's your call? My team's awful. 100%. Woo. All right. Got like that. All right. Adin's got the most simple playoff scenario. He gets a bye week with a win. What are his odds? 95. I mean, he's got to be Jesse. 
Right. And Jesse's team's low key been slumping lately, and the Dean's team's been in Fuego. It's not low key. His team has been really ass recently. He's had some injuries, and also that trade may not have been beneficial. Ooh-hoo-hoo. All right. So, what are Dean's odds? I give Dean probably like 50 to 60%, like your average Kevin Barr. Okay. I'll put him 40 to 50% just for uh, completion's sake. Um, and like really, Dean's, I mean, he's been really hot lately, but if he gets a bye week with these points for, It'll be interesting to see where that ranks um, all time. All right. Jesse, because of his loss to me, has a bit complicated of a playoff scenario. He either needs a win and a Lieb loss or a win and, um, I mean, basically a win. If Lieb and Jesse both win, then um, he just has to keep a 66-point lead over Lieb, which is possible but not so plausible. So what do you put as Jesse's um, playoff odds? I think Jesse's odds are exactly the inverse of Adine's odds. I think only one of them gets the buy. I will give like a 1% chance of getting outscored by lead by 60. Um, but yeah, pretty much what you said. All right. And then that's the, the bye week situation. Um, you, and Lieb is pretty much the opposite of Jesse's. Um, he needs a win and a Cardin loss. And he needs to outscore Cardin by 41 or more. It's, it's possible, it's, but... It's a doable margin, certainly. It's definitely easier than 66, but... I mean, your your team's playing very well. Leaves team's also been super hot lately. I mean, um, he just lost Will Fuller, and that hurts Deshaun Watson. True, true, true. But it helps Brandon Cooks. So leave, make me an offer for Brandon Cooks. Um, so what would he put his bye week on? Give you TJ Hawkinson. He, he literally made me that offer last week. So. He, hawks, he hawks the Hawkinson so hard. Dude, I was talking to him like in person when I picked up the uh, Movember swag after the Jason Nellif team beat the Jesse and Daniel team in Movember. Embarrassed Stadium. them on national television. Humiliated them. And he's like, hey, do you want TJ Hawkinson? Because, you know, you're starting Hunter Henry. And I said, yeah, I mean, like I'd consider it for maybe like a wide receiver five. And he's like, oh, I was thinking, you know, it have to be a wide receiver two or running back two. And I'm like, what? Even Jana, who was with me, is like, what? <laughs> and... uh is her work league still going on? Yeah, she's like, in first place. She's getting a buy. She's picked up Calvin Ridley and Austin Eckler off waivers. Okay, that's just, she plays with clowns. She plays with clowns. Team. But at least she has Jacksonville defense to keep her warm. Hey, guys, can I just interrupt for a second? Does liking celery make me a serial killer? No. No. Thank you. That is all. All right. So that's where Tani is. That's where his mindset is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> more on that in a bit. Um, so what will you put as leaves on bye week odds? Uh, I think not so hot. I put Lee, but probably like maybe 15%. 15? I think less than 1%. You think less than 1%? He needs to win, you to lose, and outscore you by 41? He needs to have I a good week and you to have a very you bad four, Yeah, if he outscores you by 41, then you also lose. You're right. So you've, you've talked me up to 7%, which is, uh, from less yeah. than 1%, a very large uh, increase. Um, all right. Um, so then we have the, the two, two out of three of these teams make the playoffs, me, Yaakov, and Newman. So for me to make it, I need a win, or me and Yaakov both lose, and Yaakov, outscore, out, Yaakov does not outscore me by more than 33 points. So what do you put as my playoff odds? Uh, you play Lieb this week? I play Ezra. You play, oh, right, duh, that's the, You just have to win. That you're is gonna, a playoff game. In. Win and I'm in, lose, and I have a pretty good shot. Win and in, it's a playoff game. Ezra's in New York City. Lock it in 100%. Oh, I like that. Okay, I would put. I, I would say um, I have a 50% chance of beating Ezra. Yaakov has a 50% chance of losing to Lieb. 
So therefore, I would um, put my odds at 63%. 50 plus 50 sounds like 100 to me. <laughs> right, but that's not how multiplication works. All right, so um, what are Yako's playoff odds? He needs a win or we both lose, and he outscores me by more than 33. And he's playing Leib. Yeah. Yeah. He's the type of guy to be playing Leib. <laughs> that's just a quintessential Week 13 matchup right there. Um, Remember when we used to have uh, rivalry matchups in Week 13? Push, push. Was it Week 13 or just like we had a rivalry week? I think we just had the rivalry week. All right. Um, anyway, so what are Yakov's playoff odds? I give Yakov good odds. I really think Ezra's the odd man. Despite the fact that Ezra arguably has the best team of any of the three of you on paper, um, I think and Ezra's the odd man out. He's really poorly um, in points four, even if he has the best team on paper. Yeah, but it's paper. It's like DeAndre Hopkins should be doing better. Devontae Adams should have done better. Like, that kind of thing. Um, all right. So what did you say Yakov's were? I think, I mean, given that he's in with a win, I think Yakov is probably like a good solid 60, 70%. I put him at like 5% lower than my team, just because like, if we both lose, I have a big leg up. Yeah. Um, and so what would that make Ezra's team? So it has to add up to 200. And you said that we're both at like 75%. So that puts Ezra at like 50%. Which, yeah. Ezra is not making the playoffs. Whew. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Actually, you probably heard it from Ezra's complaining on the Slack. And, I mean, Tani could always sneak in and outscore Yaakov by 100. All right. Honestly, is... as long as Tyler Lockett's on my team, it's possible. And this is something that um, we're very excited for. We're very excited for our next segment. Le- Joey, do you think Lamar Jackson's going to play next week, or am I going to have to be stuck with Derek Carr again? Um, I think he will. Oh, actually, if... Lockett's probably going to be a good play because they're against the Giants, and we're probably going to have Bradbury on Metcalf. Don't the Ravens have a good matchup next week? I feel like that's... The like, Ravens don't have a team. <laughs> Literally it's the over Cowboys. half their team. Tani, it's the Cowboys. COVID. Yeah, so I'm going to start Ra- Ravens D, because what the hell. I'll start Lamar. Starting Ravens D is a, is a bold choice. Yeah. It's well, the I've Cowboys. been holding them all year. Okay, they don't have a team. <laughs> hey, they got uh, Brandon Williams and Tavon Young off the, uh, the COVID list today. <laughs> all right, and now so we're going to... Did lady just message you? I don't know. That's a P right there. I'm unplugged. So um, now we're with our, our final segment, but it's a long segment. Um, we want games. And to bring us into our segment, a special word from the game master himself, Ariel Telephone. It's important to consider the origins of a joke before you deliver it over and over and over again. The stupid we want games thing was literally a conversation I had with Shim six years ago about a class I was teaching. And since then, it's become Joey Rubenstein's debut on SoundCloud. It's become a weird wedding dance. And you guys literally make that joke every time I see you. It was dumb to begin with. And it's now super old and crusty. It's time to move on. And don't get me started on Ariel Telephone. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank so you. we agree that he wants games, right? <laughs> Thank you. And Ariel, that, that's really a better introduction than we could have asked for for the We Want Games segment of the episode. Thank you for the telephone. <laughs> and, you know, what's uh, crazy is he didn't even say that he wants games, 
But from what he said, I know in my heart of hearts that all he wants is a game. If he didn't want games, then why would we play a weird We Want Games disco remix at his wedding and dance around to it? He clearly wants games. (laughs) He wants games. He wants games. And we have games here at the Kung Podcast. Let's start with the first game. We have a lot of games this week. All right, Tani, um, you you said to me in our chat for setting up this episode, um, anything to help out a bud. So I want you to rank the following buds. Your buddies, a marijuana bud, Budweiser with lime, which you all know is your favorite beer, or earbuds because you're an audiophile. This is really good. Um, from bottom to top, I'm going to start with Budweiser with lime. If you haven't uh, listened, do you remember which episode I went in on Budweiser with lime? It's one yeah. of them. You should li- honestly, if you're listening to this, you should listen to all of them. Go get <laughs> re-listen go back. to all of them every week. Yeah, do do the whole back catalog. It's good Chazara. We have like sixty start- episodes, so sixty hours. That's less than a week. It's only do it it's on only half speed. Twenty of them. Twenty of them are uh, are niched on the internet. So it's only forty five. Get going. I'm gonna go earbuds next. Earbuds are um, the the most likely piece of audio headgear um, to be safe and supportive of your ear system. They are most likely to cause you tinnitus, which is a debilitating disease. Shout out um, to Sterling Archer. Yeah. And then between Buddies and Marijuana, that is a tough one. I'm going to put Marijuana 2 and, and Buddies number 1 because they ain't nothing like a good friend, you know? Shout Aww, out to Toy Story. Shout out to Toy Story, dude. You got a friend of me. All right. And then um, we did another thing. Uh, last time, um, Jason, Wait, Jason was on the episode. I, I want to hear you guys rank this too. I can rank them. I'll go top to bottom. Number 1 has to be Buddies. It's by far the best thing on this list. Uh, number two for me, Budweiser with lime. Have you had Budweiser with lime? I have had Budweiser with lime. I, uh, it's fine. I wouldn't go out of my way to buy it, but I wouldn't avoid drinking it. Would you? Where would you rank it just among like generic brands? Like also like Coors, like Miller, like generic brand beers. Not generic, but... Like cheap, low-end kind of... Like, yeah, grocery store aisle beers. Um... Probably somewhere around like the 70th, 80th percentile. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're a Budweiser with Lime fan. I mean, like I wouldn't take it over like a, like a craft beer kind of deal, but within the, the Budweiser Miller Lite Coors category, I like it. What about Corona? It's a hot topic. Well, find your beach. Uh, <laughs> also a hot topic because of Corona. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So keep going. Number three is going to be earbuds. Honestly, I don't like earbuds at all. Um, they don't like for whatever reason, whether it's my own fault, they're just the way my ear is shaped. They don't go well in my ears. They fall out all the time and they're just not an enjoyable experience. And number four is marijuana. I, as I think in, I've said in the Slack in response to, uh, the drug podcast, I have never indulged, um, not particularly interested in it. And yeah, but like, what if you're already 75 like years old and you've like lived a whole life and like, okay, maybe, you know, now it's time to like cash in on the extra experiences that you have the opportunity to. Like, would you then jump like straight from nothing to LSD? Why would you slow yeah, no. down from your Zerizas to Mitzvot when you're so close to the finish line? There are no rules against LSD in the Torah. I mean, like, if I was going to be experimenting with drugs, it would be marijuana. I wouldn't like jump to an LSD that sounds terrifying. There's a whole episode about Mad Men, of Mad Men about that. Oh, nice. Can't confirm. Um, all right, so I'll do my ranking. I'll start from the middle in LFFMK. Um, actually, let's bring out our friend, the randomizer. <laughs> wow. 
So anyway, to be clear, the Kumfufu podcast is now taking LFFMK's shit. I mean, you are part of our network. That's that's our prerogative. Yeah, but like our brand is parodying your brand, at least for one episode. <laughs> oh my god. This is going to be a real bitch to edit. Okay. So number one, it's going to be or actually number two. Sorry, I'm starting in front of the middle <laughs> and doing the randomizer. Um, <laughs> so number two is going to be earbuds. You know, I listen to a lot of things. I'm always walking around with headphones in. Um, they're very important to me. Um, I absolutely get that. Um, number three is going to be um, Budweiser with Lime. Listen, I've never tried it myself, but I hear good things about where it ranks among grocery aisle beers. Um, Tani's dad, everyone knows he is um, a connoisseur of beer and he likes it a lot. So I get that a lot. Um, number four, buddies, because I, I hate all you guys. Um, wow. There's a reason Dang. I live alone. It's because you people are worthless to me. Um, I'd be better off dirty myself. Shit. And then number one is marijuana. Listen, like it's natural. Um, it helps cure it helps like deal with um, pain management. It helps people with all sorts of ailments and illnesses. Uh, Wait, marijuana. So is it consensus that earbuds are third on this list? <laughs> I um, put them third. Yeah, I, put I them did third. too. <laughs> Let's go. Shots <laughs> consensus. Right. Let's do the Sacco draft though. Okay. Um, so, Game I, I, so the way we're going to do it, um, I put all of us alphabetically. And so, and I put like our people alphabetically. We did a draft. I don't want to hurt people's feelings by saying what order we drafted in them. So we're doing alphabetically. Um, number one. So these are Sacco punishments if this person were to finish last in the league. Um, so my first alphabetical person, not the randomizer, which is funny because it is a Dean who I have. A Dean Sacco punishment if he gets, a, if he loses the Sacco tournament, which is how you get the Sacco. If no, wait, loses, wait. Is that not up for debate? I mean, it's not up for debate in right now. In this game. I mean, for purposes of this game, it's not relevant. Okay, fine. So however how, however, we uh, give out the Sacco, because I, I want it to be up for debate whether the Sacco is a, a postseason thing or a regular season it's thing. It's up for but debate that's... if we have a Sacco to begin with. This is the sort of tell people the kind of thing the Sacco punishments might be. Um, okay. oh, we, all, we haven't run it past each other. We all came up with it on our own. So my punishment To be honest, being... in the moment when you guys were uh, thinking of it, I fell asleep in front of the TV, as I told Joey <laughs> during one of the times that Jason's internet cut out. So I'm going to be doing this live. Oh, dear. Okay. And so he we'll got see. the most. <laughs> and he has like two people on the podcast <laughs> all right <laughs> dangerous so, guys uh so my first draft pick uh not my first draft pick my first alphabetical person is adine if adine loses the sacco he has to propose to gabby i think that's straightforward he'd be better off for it so this is sort of like wait a push so right are direction. we are we actually doing unreasonable ones because if we're doing unreasonable ones i've got great stuff um honestly i think this one if we're like if we're being real i think this one is the least reasonable of my three I was shooting for pretty realistic, but also like I think the this nature is incredibly realistic. They should be married. Yeah, but also like the nature of their relationship is such that he could propose to her and it would cause not even a bump in their relationship. So I think I think that one might be too light. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, all right, Jason, what would you do to Daniel? Let's see what you think the proper uh degree of punishment is. So what well, well, that... we're not disclosing the order we drafted people in. But when I said to Jason and Tani, let's do a draft of something, I'm not telling you what the thing is yet. Jason drafted Daniel before even agreeing to the game. So. Immediately. <laughs> Did not even know what the game was. Uh, but I knew that Daniel had to be my number one overall. 
We want games. Yes, we do. So amazing joke. <laughs> well, something that you guys may not know about Daniel, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try and keep this a little bit um, vague, but there is a certain family member who is not Daniel's favorite, not in his immediate family. I'm talking his extended family. Um, but Daniel shout cannot, at that guy cannot abide this person. Hates when he's over. Hates when he's at the the dinner table. Whatever it is, just a very unpleasant guy who Daniel wants nothing to do with. And if Daniel were to win the Sacco, I would have Daniel record an hour and a half long conversation of him talking to this relative about politics. Wow, that's hardcore. Okay, that's pretty that's severe. Really powerful. Zay. It's really powerful. I actually had a similar vein for my first pick, which was Gabe. Gabe famously is trying to reduce his wardrobe over the years. He has tried to reduce his wardrobe to actually zero items of clothing. Sarah's always <laughs> getting angry at him for throwing out clothes. So like he buys one piece of clothing and Gavi acts like it gives him the, the, like the right to throw out like three items of that same category. So like, Oh, bought a new polo shirt. Guess I'm getting rid of these old three ones, even though they're like perfectly fine. And like he used the fact that like he, he slimmed down and got strong as an opportunity to really uh, slim down his, his wardrobe as well. So for Gavi, I think um, we would, take his credit card and buy $50 worth of shitty clothing. And he would have a quota to wear each pair of clothing a certain number of times between then and uh, the kickoff of the next football season. And he would have to give photographic uh, documentation and evidence. And I would check with Sarah to make sure that he didn't just take the picture and then wear it all day. Gavi would have to wear it. I I would honestly be okay with that if we donated our ratty clothing to Gavi and he has to wear it. Oh, even better. Great idea. I just think, and, and to be clear, Gavi has to keep these in his dresser. Right, like for, his, for yeah, a for, calendar for year. Till the, the next Sacco winner. Yeah. I think that's solid. I, I, I legitimately yeah. think that's solid. Thank All right. You. And you got two for now. You got to come up with the Jason on the spot. Yeah, the Jason one. I, I mean, I obviously re- one right now is marijuana, but like, you know, you can, floor is yours. Either marijuana or that you seed the naming rights to your first child that hopefully Shatova will be. Everything is firstborn naming rights. Wow. Okay. I think that's a I lot of firstborn naming rights. It's like Tony lost like, some naming rights and now he wants to take everyone else's. Naming rights is a really good shtick in my eyes, always has been. And I think the Kumfuffle as a league should have should earn the right to name your firstborn child. All right, Jason, would you agree to naming rights for a future pet? Yeah. I wouldn't have any pet? problem with pet. All right. likelihood that you would have a future pet. You don't strike me as a pet owner. His family's always family, owning dogs. Yeah, His family has two dogs. Have, yep. Oh, twist. I mean, we're not getting any pets in the you know near future, but long term, I could definitely see us having a dog. I'm anti. Yeah. Ultimately, pets. ultimately, I say you should have a weed brownie. <laughs> um, all right. And obviously either at bare minimum audio document that if not video or at least do it in 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 the presence of as many confuffle members as possible. it doesn't kick in right away you couldn't like live do it like you no. eat it and then you record yourself an hour later no you you eat it and then like okay when it when it hits you know you have a podcast you're like <laughs> guys i don't uh, think i'd want that like actually recorded it could be it could be it could be for patreon these look this is all not my cave and suffice it to say you're not going to win the sackle this year so you're safe let's uh, also we don't have punishments this year so let's pivot back to jason you have another j no you're you're a snake idiot no snake we're snaking this also yeah all All of a sudden oh tiny it's snake oh (laughs) oh fuck off 
All right, I've got Jesse. I'm really happy with this one. I think if Jesse were to win the SACA, which he won't because he's going to come in ninth place, but I would make Jesse be a diehard New York Jets fan for one year. He not only has to watch every Jets game, but he needs to like refollow live NFL commentary and live tweet every single Jets game for a full 16 game season. 16 is a lot because like, what if he has to postpone a day to share it, but definitely 13 out of 16, but Jesse has to be a hardcore Jets fan for a season. I'm okay uh, with that. I think that's solid. Dafka, the Jets, does he have a connection to the city of New York or should none. it be? The I mean, he lives there, team? but like none. I'm Dafka picking the crappiest team in the NFL. I mean, they're going to a team that would, that, and a team right, that would show up in his local market, right? Like he has, he has, yeah. He can't watch every Jacksonville Jaguars game. Right. Jaguars will be my my next go-to, but we're going to, for now, we'll stick with Jets, or we can say Jets equivalent. If it turns out that the Broncos are the next Jets, then make them a Broncos fan. But it needs to be a team you can watch every week, so it needs to, it it would have to be the the worst team whatever city he's living in. I think Jets is fair. Um, all right. So I think you guys are definitely more Harif than I am, uh, based on what I'm hearing, but my for Ezra... You told Adin he has to propose. That's for that's for his own good. <laughs> like I'm making his life better. Unbelievable. Um, Ezra, a spin doctor, Elif. Ezra, and uh, it goes in the theme of I don't know if this made the episode or not, but Tani eating his lentil soup. Ezra needs to sell his bechiras to Batsala. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Um, but yeah, that's that's um, pretty much all I have on that. And then I'll do my um, my mark one because we're snaking. So um, my last one is Lieb. Um, it doesn't have to be November, but there is a month of the year where he has to shave only his mustache. And he has to walk around the Abe Lincoln. Like he could shave his neck and stuff so he doesn't look gross. Um, but he has to shave his mustache and keep the beard. <laughs> Assuming that's like professionally allowed at his job. Why not? Yeah. Abraham Lincoln was the greatest president of all time. It was a long time ago, dude, like bordering on 200 years ago. Right. And Chester A. Arthur had the reverse Lincoln. So like, obviously any facial hair combination was allowed. Um, but yeah, everything okay. but the mustache. So it's back to me for Tani. Honestly, this was the easiest one. I think it's very straightforward. I think if Tani wins the Sacco, Tani has to produce a full reverse ass cast. Um, talking about how terrible his team is and Snaps. how it's Snaps. bottom eight all time, maybe. <laughs> um, and like really just putting the same level of effort he put into the actual ass cast that nobody has listened to. But for Tani, it would be a reverse ass cast. That's a really good one. I like that a lot. I don't have ones for you and Yaakov yet. Um, I, I actually like gave a tiny bit of thought to the Joey punishment. I I, I really wanted it to be somehow like he had to remain engaged but was like not allowed to like I voluntarily went to hiatus for like a month no 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 that's that that was about you though like i i was trying to think of a way to like force you to like make nothing about you for a year and that was hard uh i wasn't able to so um my <laughs> my punishment instead is a year Income full content of first date behavior. A first aid behavior? First date behavior. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm always well mannered. And everyone I everywhere I am, everyone I talk to. Uh, all right, what about Yaakov? Jason, are you holding on first date behavior? Is it just that he's like a lot 
more polite. We were talking and less before the before insane. the Shraggy Bombser episode. We were talking about like how much of Kumfufu should we let Shraggy in on, um, and uh, and Joey's like, "Don't worry, I'll be on, I'll be on my first date behavior as opposed to like what I usually do on the podcast, which is obviously unhinged and unreliable and like borderline offensive all the time." I wouldn't say I was the most. I wouldn't say borderline. <laughs> Ah, oh, the key <laughs> I wouldn't say I was the most hinged the Shaggy Bonser episode either. Like I was pulled up his college baseball stats, started quizzing everyone on that. That, that was funny. He seemed to anyway. appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, shout outs to him. He was really, he was really, re- he was ready for everything. He really was. I think he did a great job as a guest. Like I don't have enough. He's an SP. Yeah, he that, really, really was. And he came off as it. Jason LCQ. How old do you think he is? Twenty-eight. He's twenty-three. Wow. A baby. A, a mere babe. A babe in the woods. What was the one that we came up with, Diaco, for, for having to do names? He has the name of his own team without any help. Yeah, I mean. I mean, that's, that's definitely the, the least Kharif of, of all of them, I think. But um, also, it's very aggressive, and I'm into it. Right. So, and, but, and it's like almost borderline archetypal for Kumfufu Sacco punishment, I think. Fair. So um, I, let's just run down. Um, recap. I didn't write them down. I'm going to do this off the old noggin, see if I remember them all. So, Adin has to propose. Daniel has to have uh, an hour. I thought you were going to say invite that um, guest to his wedding, but Daniel needs to record a 90 minute conversation with his relative um, about politics. Gavi, we're going to donate him our old clothes. Um, Jason. Pot brownie. Pot brownie. And I forgot the other one. Um, but it's okay because of the pot brownie. Um, Jesse needs to watch the Jets. Ezra needs to sell his Bechiris. Lieb has to shave only his mustache. Um, Tani needs to make a sad cast. Um, I need to be on first date behavior in Slack. We could do better than that. Um, yeah, and, then, and then Yaakov needs to name his own team. All right. And this now is an extended version of LCQ's the biggest shout outs to Adin because we now have, we used to only have team specific data in Kafuffle. Now we have player specific data. So first question, it's a two-parter. I'll give you help on the second part because there's no real way you could do this, but it's how many players out of 89 weeks of Kafuffle so far, how many players has each owner had over 30 of the 89 weeks? So over a third of their Kafuffle lifespan, how many has each owner had? So starting with Adin. How many players has he had for over 30 out of 89 weeks? One, Larry Fitzgerald. Jason, guess? Uh, two. I'll add Tom Brady to that. Tom Brady is correct. Larry Fitzgerald is not. Um, do you like want to just say someone's name for the fun of it? Otherwise, I could tell you. The answer is Tim correct. Patrick. <laughs> nice. <laughs> He's had Tim Patrick for Tim Patrick's whole career. All right. So, and we'll and- continue to have Tim Patrick like out of Lamaba. Adin's had four players um, for over 30 weeks in Kumfuffle. They are the Carolina defense, the only defense <laughs> on the list. <laughs> the defense he started all 13 weeks in, in, in 2014. Um, he's had them 40 out of 89 weeks. <laughs> um, Zach Ertz, 38 out of 38 weeks. Tom Brady, 37. And James White, 33. Oh, I should have known Ertz so bad. All right. Next up is, this is alphabetical. So next up is Daniel. For sure, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, for Aaron sure, Rogers. Aaron Rodgers. Alvin Kamara. Aaron Jones, LCQ, Alvin out of 89, how many has Aaron Rodgers been there? Um, probably, let's say, 57. Um, 52. Is that what you said, Jason? No, he just said No, I, 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 thought, I, I misunderstood the question. I thought you meant how many of the 10 Kumfufu members have owned Aaron Rodgers for at least 30 weeks, and I said two. No, that'd be crazy if that happened. Um, it's not the case. 
anyway, so who'd you say? You say Rogers, Camara, who else? Packers, uh, Adams, and Jones. All right. So Daniel is by far the most loyal to his boys. I actually like messaged him about it when I found this out. Um, Daniel has had seven players for 30 weeks or more. Um, they are Rogers, Robinson, Camara, the I'm muscle Robinson. hamster, Doug Martin, <laughs> Michael Thomas, David Johnson, who was like a Daniel legend for a bit. Uh, and Mike Evans. Huh. All right. Next Ooh. up is me. There should be one that like you obviously get Ronald Jones. <laughs> I'm joking, Justin Tucker. <laughs> Booyah. <laughs> I'm wearing my Justin Tucker shirt. Just for that? That's Just. not a jersey. That's a t shirt. I said jersey. Oh, okay. Jersey's such a good concept. All right, Jason, how many do you think I have? One of them is Justin Tucker. Um, LCQ, how many of the 89 weeks have I had Justin Tucker? And keep in mind, I've only been in Kumfuffle for 76 weeks. 76 weeks. Take out 12 this year that Gavi has him. I will say 64. It's 11 this year because it doesn't include this week, so 65. Ah. All right, and how many others do I have? I honestly Two. think Ronald Jones, and there should be another one. Ronald Jones hasn't existed long enough. I had him uh, a lot of last year. Leonard Fournette. All right, the answer is three. They are Justin Tucker, Devonta Freeman, and Melvin Gordon the third. Ah, uh, it was Melvin Gordon, not Fournette. Dang. All right, Gavi, how many? Zero. Two. I love Gavi's list. It is two. Guess which two? It's really the best list ever. Actually, um, Jesse's is better, but Gavi's is also great. <laughs> Tani, oh, Corey it? Davis. Corey Davis. Oh, it's Corey, Corey Davis. Davis. It's Devontae Parker. Corey Davis at 32 weeks. And the other one is Eddie Lacy at 39 <laughs> weeks. Oh, Gavi loved Eddie Lacy. Where, where does Devontae Parker come in? Um, I don't have that open right now. I could tell you oh, that's right. close. That I, if it was if it was Devontae Parker and Corey, oh that would be so perfect. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jesse. Jesse's list. What's Jesse's list? You said it's better than Gabe's. It really is. T. Y. Hilton. How many? First of all, three. Let's say ten. No, Daniel was the most at seven. Never Correct. mind. Four. Um, so the answer is one. And who is that one? T.Y. Hilton. Hilton. The one is J.J. <laughs> <laughs> so HCQ, which is better? Um, if Gavi's list was Devontae Parker, it'd be Gavi's, but it's, I think it's Jesse's. If for nothing else, like Ajay and Rava also was such a stupendous name. And like, he really is synonymous with two things, Jesse. All right, three. Ninth place, the Colts and Jay Ajayi. And it's a good list. We love on brand. Jason Carden has T.Y. I mean, uh, Tyreek Hill for sure. Odell Beckham for sure. And Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon for sure. I would say. Those are the three. Yeah, that's my list. Those three. All right, Jason's list. Um, so Gavi said Devontae Parker for 23 games. That took me a, real, a really long time to find for some reason. Jason's list is three people. I think got you got them. it. Can you say it again? Tyreek Hill, Odell Beckham, and Joe Mixon. Right. How many do you think you had Odell for? Like uh, I dropped him before. Like I got rid of him prior to last season. Otherwise, I had him his whole career. So 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. That's five full seasons. We're saying, what is it? 15 13, weeks a year? 13. 13, 13 times 560. Uh, the answer is 61. 
Mm, okay. Um, and yeah, you had Tyreek and Joe Mixon. All right, leap. Antonio Brown. Incorrect. Antonio Brown has played 72 games for someone else. Antonio Brown is the all-time. Oh, is oh. Antonio Brown Yaakov? Yeah, yeah. Yaakov. Uh, Yaakov has him and Big Ben for sure. Can we do Yaakov right now? Because I'm actually thinking about him. Yaakov has Big Ben too. Yaakov does not have Big Ben. What? Um, Yaakov has three people and a random three people. Two of them are on my team right now. Antonio Brown, Brandon Cooks, and Duke Johnson. Like, how's he on Duke Johnson for 35 Chris games? Duke, yeah, what? <laughs> Duke Johnson is a classic duper. Um, he did well for me last week. All right. Lieb, um, Le'Veon Bell, and how many others? Oh, dang. Uh, I was going to guess Bell. He was my next guess. Also a random list. A wide receiver and a quarterback. Deshaun Watson? No. The wide receiver. Philip Rivers? No, the quarterback um, has adjacent a bobblehead of him. Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Yeah, Leeds had what? 31 weeks of Kirk Cousins. That's a lot and, of weeks of Kirk Cousins. And the wide receiver is Doug Baldwin. He's had 40 games with Doug Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Newman. Newman has a pretty good list, too. Newman. DeAndre Hopkins? Yes, sir. He has two quarterbacks on his list, which is pretty surprising. What? Is it Cam 50, Newton? He has 52 weeks of Russell Jesus, Russell Wilson, oh, duh. Uh, duh. and 31 weeks of Drew Brees. Yeah, and then yeah. also randomly, 66 weeks of Alshon Jeffrey. <laughs> 66? I mean, he was a keeper for a while. All right, Tani, what's wow. your list? How, how, and shout how, out to you, Tani, for your list. This is probably not, but like I want to say it out loud. How many weeks do I have Brandon Marshall? Um, I could find it, but it's not on the list. I had him for like the first two and a half years of the league. Well, the ESPN um, doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, not Kittle. You have twenty six games of Brandon Marshall, so he's close, but no cigar. He's close. Um, not Kittle. Not Kelsey. How long do you think your list is? Let's start there. Short, short. Because tons short. of. Tons of do I have zero? You have one, and your you have thirty-two. So Daniel has had seven players for longer than you've had your longest tenured player. You have thirty-two weeks of this guy. Thirty-two weeks, and really a wild thirty-two weeks. Like a lot's happened. Like, Can we get a position? Um, running back. Let me see if I can like. Oh, McCaffrey. His, no, let's see if I can what? have his points by year. Um, I wish it was Joyke Bell. Is it Frank Gore? No, no, I'm not a Frank Gore guy. No, but honestly, kind of similar. I have literally no clue. Adrian Peterson? No. It is Shady McCoy. Hmm. Oh, didn't I keep him for a couple of years? Um, I don't know, but he he ran, he averaged, from when, when games you started him, he's averaged the run of 7 to 15. So, like, he's had, like, a, right, you probably had him for the first time when he's, like, a star Eagles running back. Um, so, 32 games with LeSean McCoy. Um, shout out to you for having no loyalty. Wait, so who is, uh, who is the, don't have loyalty. the single most owned player by one Confuffle member? Okay, so. Like, who has the most weeks? I'll, I'll give you a rundown. The, the, the highlights, Antonio Brown, 72 weeks with Yaakov, hashtag touchdown AB. 71 um, weeks, DeAndre Hopkins with Newman. Um, RIP. 
Um, 65, me and Justin Tucker. 64, Lieb and Le'Veon Bell. 61, Jason and Odell Beckham. And 52, Daniel and Aaron Rodgers. Those are like the... And I miss being able to make fun of Daniel about Aaron Rodgers. He'll be back. All right. Uh, Next one. Which player has been the top scoring at his or her position the most times in football history? Top five. Most weeks? Right. So, like, so Aaron Rodgers. I, don't, I don't know if it's true, but like, Sean Watson was the highest scoring quarterback this week. I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers ha- is on, in the top five. He's tied for first. How many weeks do you think? Was he a top scoring um, quarterback? I don't know, like half the time. Half the time? No, he's not QB one half the time. I don't know. I feel pretty good that I got Aaron Rodgers. Jason, you want to say how many you think he did? He's tied for the lead of all time. Uh, I'll say 20. 19. Solid guess. And who is he tied with? Somebody that you and I have both owned. Um, also a quarterback? No, there's no other quarterbacks on this list. We've both owned. It's. I'll. I'll give you guys a hint to make this go on. Um, Zach Ertz. Close. It's two tight ends, a kicker, and a running back. The running back surprising. Is it Kelsey and Kittle? Kelsey's one. Kelsey's tied for lead with Aaron Rodgers. Both have 19 weeks, top scoring at their position. So a kicker, another tight end, and a running back. Graham Gano. Gronk. Gronk is correct. Graham Gano is wrong. Greg the leg. It is an. No, not Greg the leg. Graham Gano used to play for this guy's team. He has started his career on this McCaffrey? guy's team. No, it's Justin Tucker. Push it. And then the running back is surprising. The running back is currently on Jason's roster. Oh, Jason's roster. Devontae Freeman? Yeah, Devontae Freeman. 18 weeks. Top scoring running back. Huh. What? <laughs> and like, I think he was on my team for most of those. Even I don't remember that. All right. <laughs> um, nice. Top... Top five highest scoring players total in Confuffle history. And to give you a rundown, it's four quarterbacks and a wide receiver. Most points over the past seven years. Rodgers. Rodgers is number two. Brady. Hopkins is number five. Brady is number three. Breeze. Breeze is number four. So you're only missing number one. And he's number one by Aaron Rodgers has 1,600 points Russell all time. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's number one has 1,700 points all time. Shots to Jesus. And Ezra. Okay. Next game. Who has which five players have won the most confuffle matchups? Tom Brady, he's the winningest. Wrong. Huh. Uh, Devonta Freeman. Devonta Freeman has fifty wins. He's one of the five members of the fifty win club. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is number three, fifty two wins for, um, for him. Alan Kamara. No, he's too new. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's tied to Aaron Rodgers, so I guess Aaron Rodgers is number two. They're both tied with fifty two. So you're missing two wide receivers. Oh, I was about to. <laughs> I was about to. Julio's about number to one Antonio with 56 Gates. wins, which makes sense because Tani had him for 13 wins and I had him for 11 wins. So that's, so that's what that's what Jesse's trading for. I mean, yeah, but like it's that winning experience. <laughs> the idea was that Tani and I both came into that year with the best rosters, so we had Julio Jones. Like we had the best keepers that year, so that's how we like explored for Julio Jones. He's a luxury item, uh, but like obviously worthwhile. Okay, so you're missing one wide receiver, and he's pretty surprising. I'll give you a hint that he got a lot of these wins on my team. But he wasn't on my most owned list. So it's not I was hoping it'd be Alshon Jeffrey, if I'm being honest. <laughs> he um, has a, he's a wide receiver who has a penchant for playing for Hall of Fame quarterbacks. He's currently 
debatably with his third Hall of Fame quarterback for his career. Well, actually, no. The third Hall of Fame pedigree quarterback. If one didn't retire too early. T.Y. Hilton? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, and then which five had the most losses in football history? Cowboys defense. <laughs> no, no, they're... Panthers defense. No, no, no. It's um, it's a quarterback. How is it um, not two wide receivers, two running backs? Who are guys Duke that Johnson had? No, it has to be guys like it's what you said about your first guess. It's a guy that has to be on a roster a lot of the time. Yeah, it's a guy that's going to be like on all of Adeen's rosters or Jesse's rosters. JJ, JJ is not there. Damn. All right. He's the goat in real life, but the worst football player of all time because he has 52 losses. He's 36 and 52 Tom in his Brady. career. Tom Brady, 52 losses, 36 wins. All right. Um, two running backs, two wide receivers. One wide receiver is all pro. Now? Not now. <sighs> Listen, if Julio's the best of all time at wide receiver, who's the losingest? Michael Thomas? Think about his draft class. Julio's draft class? Yeah. And that's a long way back. AJ Green, come on. Where are you guys? All right. Um, this running back is a bag of dicks, as some would say. He's really, he's just a frustrating individual, like as a running back in fantasy. I have nothing, I, I don't know anything about his personality. I can't say he's a frustrating individual in real life, but he's probably just like the most frustrating running back to exist in the fantasy world. Sonny Michelle. Carlos Hyde. Mm. Oh. Um, this wide receiver is kind of the Carlos Hyde of wide receivers. <laughs> he's currently. Jarvis Landry. He's currently just lingering around with the best quarterback in the NFL. Sammy Watkins. Yeah, Sammy Watkins is 45 and 44 all time. That's a solid, um, that's a solid comp. That's a lot of starts for Sammy Watkins, though. Agreed. More on that later. Okay, and this running back, he's just always on a roster because he's a handcuff. He's currently the uh, an NFC South handcuff. Latavius? Yeah. 27 and 44. So Latavius is really us. Uh, um, Not going to lie, I'm getting bored. Well, there's only two more. Good. Well, we got some more games. All right. Uh, <laughs> who are the six players that have been owned every week in Kufa Play History? Six players? Russell Wilson. Yes. Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Julio Jones. Yes. It's your turn. We've said every one of these guys in the games before. Um... Travis Kelsey. No. He's has like 86 owns. Sammy no. Watkins. Yes. Sammy Watkins has somehow been owned every week in Kofofa history, which every is outrageous. Week? Yes, it's outrageous. And it was really, I was building up to that one this whole time. I believe that Sammy Watkins has been owned every week in Kofofa history. That is absurd. Wow. And either Frank Gore or Carlos Hyde. No, it's not right. Gore. Uh, or the Hyde. list is six players have been owned every week in Kofofa history. It's Russell Wilson, Sammy Watkins, Julio Jones, Justin Tucker, the GOAT, DeAndre oh. Hopkins, and Aaron Rodgers. And the five with the most starts are Justin Tucker with 83, then Julio um, with 80, Kelsey with 79, Hopkins with 77, and then Mike Guffins, top five starter all time, 74 starts. Not bad. He should be. He's been a 1,000-yard receiver every year up until this one. Okay, and then I'll just read this one off because the last game is fun. I want to wrap off with it. 
Um, it's kind of absurd. All right. Here is just a list of players that have been started all 13 weeks in a season, even their bye week. Carolina <laughs> defense in 2014. In 2015, the Patriots defense. In 2017. In 2017, Carlos Hyde started all 13 weeks of the season. <laughs> How many of these were a Dean? Um, all of them except for two. Um, in 2018, um, I started Justin Tucker all 13 weeks, and I won his bye week by a lot. I won his bye week by a lot. I scored over 150 points this bye week. Um, and the Rams defense was started all 13 weeks. And then 2019, Gavi started um, Greg Zerline all 13 weeks. But Carlos Hyde. <laughs> all right. <laughs> And then finally, how many players have been on a Kumfuffle roster and share a first name with a Kumfuffle member? <laughs> Man, okay. this is ridiculous. That's a lot. Daniel Jones. Okay. <laughs> if you actually want to guess for it. How, I how mean, many no, there's going to be a million marks. There, there are a million marks. They're by far the most marks of all of all them. How many? There's going to be some Joey's. I'll, I'll, li- I'll read off the list. Just guess how many for each name. Zero Adines. Zero Tani. Okay, so Zero I was, Ezra. Zero let, Gavi. Let's, let's go one by one. We'll go one by one because I did some fun stuff. How many marks? Probably like 22. 30. Um, 15. Demarcus huh. Robinson, Marcel Reese, who I don't even know who that is. Marcus Mariota. He was a Mark Raiders Dan, fullback. A fullback? So he was on a roster for three weeks. And well, he, he got a lot of carries. It was uh, Marcus, Marcus Mariota, Mark Andrews, Mark Ingram, Mark Sanchez, Mark Walton, Marcus Wheaton, Marquise Lee, Marcus Colton, Marcus Wilson, Marcus Valdez, Scantling, Marquise Brown, Marquise Those are Dillon. not all Marks. I was pretty generous with who counts as your name. All right, how many Dan's? Did you count Mark Andrews? Yeah. Yeah. How many, how many Marks if it's just Mark M-A-R-C? Nothing else. Zero. Mm. Good. Now you can join the rest of us firmers. All right, how many Dan's? How many Daniels? Daniel Jones. Correct. Seven. Yeah, I'll go with like five. It's eight. Dan Bailey, Dan Carpenter, Daniel Carlson, Daniel Heron, not to be confused with Angels pitcher Dan Heron, um, Daniel Jones, Danny Amendola, Danny Woodhead, and Owen Daniels. LCQ, what is Dan Heron? <laughs> you don't get to count Owen Daniels. <laughs> LCQ, what is, uh, what is Dan Heron's uh, Twitter handle? Jason, start with you because I think Joey will know it. I don't know. Mm. Boom Heron. Joey? That's his nickname. Uh, it um, is I throw 88, which is an incredible <laughs> handle for a former major league pitcher. All Wait, right. you're, oh, you're talking about the pitcher. I thought you were talking about like the running back. No, no. Do you Dan remember Heron. Daniel Heron, the running back? Boom Heron, yeah. <laughs> Who is he? He was on the Colts. He was <laughs> relevant for like three weeks, like Colts running backs are. He was on R. he was R. on a Confoforasi for two games, so. I guess yeah. the first week, then he's added on waivers. All right, how many Josephs? Joey Sly. That's Joe Burrow. That's one of them. Let's say... 32. There's two more obvious ones, and then one that you probably forgot about. Jason, what's on your team right now? Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, Mixon. yeah. And then one is the greatest quarterback of all time. Except for like 100 others. Joe Webb? No, Joe Flacco. Oh. And then the, the last one is Joseph Randall. Huh. Oh, he, 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 like, he completely derailed. That guy got in like uh, a lot of legal trouble, like committed some kind of crazy like crimes, things like that. Like he really flew off the deep end. Oh, that's sad. Hopefully he, he gets better. All right, Jason, how many Jasons? Jason Witten and Jason Myers. Yeah. 
And the Jasons play defense. Yeah, Jasons do play defense. Or offensive line. I don't know who this guy is, but there's one more. Three games on a come full full roster. Jason Sanders. He's the Dolphins kicker. I was trying to think of him. All right. So this is where I got creative. Um, for Yaakov, I included all Jacobs. So how many Jacobs? This one from Jacob Tammy. Correct. Eight starts for Jacob Tammy. Eight starts, eight weeks on a roster for Jacob Tammy. Are you counting Josh Jacobs? I am counting Josh Jacobs. (laughs) What about Jacobi's? Yes. Like Brissett and Jones and Ford. Um, Just Brissett. There's one more Jacob. Jacob Hollister. Jason Myers. All right. So for Jacoby Myers. um, No, but that's with a K. Oh, he wouldn't have caught it. You're right. Unless I thought of it specifically. So yeah, add in Jacoby Myers. Um, All right. So for Gavi, I included all Gabriels. So how many Gabriels? Taylor Gabriel? Just Taylor Gabriel. (laughs) Um, Okay. Um, For Tani, any Nathans, Nathaniels, Nates, I included for you. Was Nathan Peterman owned on the Kumfufu roster? I really hope so. No way. No, he was not. Nate Kading, though. Um, Just one. It's Nate Washington. Three weeks on a Kumfufu roster. Shots to the Raiders? And then this is where I got really creative. For a Dean, I decided to call him Adam. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, do you know the story about the, the basketball cards from our first year in Wheaton Boys and Girls Club? No. Oh, this is this is good and really brings a full circle. Um, so our first year in Wheaton Boys and Girls Club for basketball, Jeff was our coach, and like the league clearly hadn't had a from team in a while. And like we went and so like they do. They take pictures like before one of the game days. Like everyone shows up in their jersey and they work you through, and they make like fake basketball cards of every kid. And then you get your whole team portrait. And when we got back our individual cards, all the names were changed. Gavi became Gavinel. Taylor Gabriel. Gavinel. I became uh, Tony. Yaakov became Yancey. There are all sorts of other. That's where Yancey's from. Yeah, ah. they're like all sorts of them. And like, it was just incredible. You're taking those same kind of liberties as the person who is probably high <laughs> in the Wheaton Boys and Girls Club office. You're like, I'm a fuck with this Jew team. I am sober and not in the Wheaton Boys and Girls Club office right now. All right, so how many the Wheaton Boys and Girls Club office doesn't <laughs> exist anymore? It's a safe way. Shada. The one by the mall? No, it's the one, um, Georgia right and Aspen Hill. Right near where uh, the sniper hit up the gas station. Yeah. Oh, or, no, sorry, that guy. Connecticut and Aspen Hill, not Georgia. All right. How many Adams? 22. Did anyone own Adam Shaheen? The answer is five Adams. Adam Humphreys, Adam Thielen, Adam Vinatieri, Devontae Adams, and Josh Adams. <laughs> okay. And then this is where I probably got most creative for Ezra. <laughs> it's two people, two Cowboys legends. Dez... Bryant and Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> and that wraps up. We want games. Ariel Lister's favorite segment. We all know much how much he loves games. You've been on this call for eight years. I told you. I told you it's going to be a long one. It has been. Uh, and with that, we'll see you next week. This is Confofo. Goodbye. <laughs>